Spirit Switchboard, airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 New Orleans. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. If you are um, joining us, especially if you're joining us through Facebook, uh, you can head over to StreamYard.com. You do have to sign up for a free account, but you can... um, Register so that uh, when you comment or join in on the conversation, we know who you are. You don't have to if you feel uncomfortable with that. Uh, we will, if you check the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, we'll highlight your comments so that we can um, make sure that you know that we are saying hello to you guys. So my guest today, um, I'm super grateful to my guest today because I kind of... S- Sprung out of nowhere just a couple of days ago into his uh, email inbox asking, begging a wee bit (laughs) if he could please come on the show today. So uh, with us today is Denny Sargent. He is a Seattle writer, artist, former university instructor with an MA in ancient history and intercultural communications. The author has published works on alternative religions, um, Taoism, animism, uh, Shinto, voodoo, tantra, um, published books including uh, Global Ritualism, The Tao of Birthdays, Your Guardian Angel and You, Clean Sweep, The Book of the Horned One, Dancing with Spirits, Werewolf Magic, which we'll be talking about today, Werewolf Pack Magic, and the newest book that just came out in September, right? It was in September, The New Tantra for All. Mm-hmm. So, came- well, yeah, in September. Thank you for being here, Danny. Oh, thank you so much for, for having me on. It was a pleasure, actually, that you uh, contacted me. I'm I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And it's really, it's it's just a lot of fun because originally it was just, um, you know, I was thinking about ginger snaps. I needed, uh, I had a guest lined up who unfortunately couldn't be here today. And I'm thinking about the movie Ginger Snaps, which if y'all haven't watched it, you should. It's a great coming of age, <laughs> step into your power werewolf kind of movie. Um, I think it's like from the early 2000s too. That's, that's right. And there's three of them. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's three of them. But it quickly went, <laughs> it quickly went from this, you know, like, let's talk about movies to, oh, here we go. I found you. Let's talk yeah. about oh, werewolf. That's right. You found yeah. the werewolf guy. Yeah. yeah. I love this stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. So I just get to say hello to some of the people that are joining us. Um, yeah. Hi, Tom. Howie is here. Nocturnal Frequency Radio. Thank you for joining us today. This is awesome. Um, I want to start at the very beginning. I was thinking we, we, you and I have had a conversation uh, leading, leading up to this. And I had shared with you about my daughter um, when she was uh, grade four. So I'm not sure how old she would have been, maybe 
nine, grade four-ish, I think, somewhere in there. But she, we had moved. We had moved from Southern Ontario to Northern Ontario. And um, she was having trouble. She had come home from school and she said, mom, you didn't tell me you were moving me to a Catholic school. And I went, no, honey, you're not in a Catholic school. You're in a public system. There's, there's, it's not a Catholic school, but we had moved just before Christmas. And so they were talking about traditions and all that kind of stuff. But my daughter, I had let her have this full moon club when she was, when we were living in Southern Ontario. And so on these full moons, she would, we would do like a little crafty thing, but it wasn't necessarily connected to Wicca or a pagan belief system, but it's kind of falls in line with it, even though we were putting our intentions on the little wands she was making and the dream pillows that she was making and understanding everything has intention that you do. So when they were asking people at her new school, you know, what their religions were, what their, you know, what their traditions were leading up to Christmas, she's like, mom, everybody looked at me like I had eight heads. I'm never going to be invited to parties. I'm just... <laughs> Totally are gonna get him. She's gonna get invited to parties. <laughs> I mean, she's 26 now and she just she's a great kid, but that eclectic um points of view and that has made her so open and accepting, right? <laughs> so I wanted to know what your childhood was like. Oh, very interesting. Um mm -hmm. Well, you know, I've, I've written werewolf magic and werewolf pack magic, which sounds really flaky. And you were very kind enough to, to go through it and understand that it's not flaky, that I put a lot no. of energy and, and time yeah. research into it. And that there's, you know, there's, there's, it goes all the way back to animism. It all it goes all the way back to, to people shape-shifting and shamanism and all this other sort of stuff. And as a kid, um, as a young child, I saw things and experienced things that as a child, when you're a child, you don't, you don't know, you, you don't stop and say, oh, that's not real. You know, when you're a no. little kid, I would toddle around and I would, you know, one day I was crawling under the, I was, I don't know, maybe three or four. And I crawled into the bushes and there was a um, Jack in the pulpit, which I'd never seen before. And to me, sorry, my, you're going to hear my dog. That's just how, I mean, it's perfect for a werewolf conversation. Yeah, it's all good. He's out there barking. Anyway, um, if he gets obnoxious, I'll, I'll lock him up. But, um, and I remember seeing this, this flower and it was glowing, like glowing oh. white light. Now, at the time, I was just like, oh, look, it's a flower glowing. But and I had a lot of strange experiences. I had a tree that I used to talk to. I'd climb up in this big magnolia. I wasn't supposed to because I was really young. And I would sit in this tree, and this tree and I were best friends, and we would talk to each other. And once when I was, I had a very strange experience. My brother and I both saw this. We we uh, climbed up the stairs to our play play area. Our, we had a special room that was a play area. And um, he, we heard something in the play area. And this is really obnoxious, my dog, isn't it? I can. No, nope, it's all good. It's, it's all good. It's every time I talk about werewolf magic, my dog goes crazy. Anyway, it's the pack. It's the pack. Oh, hey. It's the pack. Get in here. It's. Oh, my God. It's no. the lingo. Here, come here. Come here. Get up here. Up. The howls, growls, and lingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's my dog. Oh, he's beautiful. 
he is, but he's a moron, aren't you, honey? All right. Anyway, so we heard this noise in the play in the playroom, and I looked through the keyhole. I was six. He was four. I looked through the keyhole and I saw a little green man. And I'm not. I know this. I've never said this on live, on live anything anywhere. I've never, in fact, told this story to anyone. Oh, I think Howie. Who's watching will be interested. His ears will be peaked now. Okay. So, so, all right. And everybody's going to say, oh, you were a little kid. You made it up. So I looked into mm -hmm. the keyhole and I saw this little green man, very small, playing with our, our sand buckets, the green sand buckets. And the things were moving and that's what we were hearing. And my brother said, let me see, let me see. And I said, and he looked through it. He, and I said, tell me what you see. Because I thought I, I was like, I don't know if I'm seeing. And he described the exact same thing. And, it, and there was more to it, but we went one, two, three, and we opened the door and we ran in. And this little green man turns around and looks at us. He had a little green hat. He was all green. He was all green. He, he went, looked at us and went, ah, and jumped in the plastic bucket and disappeared. Okay. So, so I'm old now, and my, my, my brother's old too. And we, we got together you know, a few years ago, and we were talking. I said, hey. Do you remember the little green man? And he turned, he turned white. And he said, oh, my God, was that real? I said, I don't know. You tell me. And, and I said, tell me what you saw. And he told me. And I said, yep, that's it. Yeah. And, and he, he kind of went, oh, I had forgotten that. I had suppressed that. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the world. I'm in the weird world. So I do not suppress these things. <laughs> So it's, I contacted my uh, siblings recently as well, too, and said, Hey, do you remember these experiences as, as a child? Um, uh, Laura, Laura Lee is just saying not here on UPRN. We totally yeah, yeah, yeah. believe exactly what you're talking about, Denny. Incredible. Nice. Little nice. Yeah, I yeah. know you're, you're hanging out with some good uh, company today. Apparently, no, I'm in the right. No, I love, I love my occult world. I have to say. So I'm involved in lots of things, obviously. I wrote a book on Tantra, and werewolf magic is my, my animistic feral. Uh, I hung out with shamans, and I saw them do things that I didn't think were possible, like real shamans, not, you know, certificate from a school shaman. Weekenders. Uh, so, yeah. Some, some were from Siberia. They were an Ulchi tribe. Um, they, they call themselves the Nani Doro. They're from rural Siberia. And then the other people I hung out with were in, in Guatemala. And uh, I was hanging out. I was going through the jungles of Guatemala. I, I've traveled to about 25 countries. I've, I've, I lived in Japan for four years. I'm one of those weirdos. Anyway, I'm, so I'm in Guatemala in this in the, this is the Mayan area, and I'm and I'm our guide is taking us to these places, and we're sitting around talking. And I looked at him, like really deeply looked at him, and I said, "You're a shaman, aren't you?" And he went, "Oh," and then he looked at me. He goes. You are too. And I said, not exactly. But, and then he said, I love this line. I'll never forget it. He said, there is a great brotherhood of, of people like us around the world. And when we see each other, we recognize each other. Mm. And I'm, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. At that, that, like, the and moment. that's a compliment. Yes. And then he looks at me, he goes, all right, we're going to change the whole itinerary. Do you want to go meet some, a bunch of other shamans? I said, yeah. And so we ended up going to a ritual with about 15 shamans all dressed in white. They were all, they were, they were focused on a Mayan deity. And uh, it was, it was so intense just to cut to the chase. 
they did this huge blessing ritual with Kopal burning and flags hanging and all this other stuff. Uh, they were speaking um, Mayan. They weren't speaking Spanish. And, and as they started going, this all of a sudden there was a, there was a tornado in this room. And I have never, like blowing everything, paper and everything around in circles. And then they came over and blessed us and whoosh, it stopped. And like, it, I, I, I was like, okay, this is what I like. <laughs> I've, had, wow. I've had several experiences like that with, I, I in India, I ran into, because as a tantric, I ran, I, I was able to go into temples and say, look, I'm not a tourist. I'm, I'm an initiated tantric in the, in the not sampradaya, the not lineage. And I'd show them a picture of my guru and I had my beads and everything. And they go, oh, oh, you're welcome. Come in. You're a, you're, you're, you're a, a pilgrim, not a tourist. I said, okay. And I saw things there. I, I was driven to one place and, and this guy, uh, this, uh, they drove me to this temple. This guy said, I'm taking you to this temple. Don't tell the, t the tourist people I took you here. I'm not supposed to take you here because it's really in the boonies and it was a hundred different temples and he pulls up and there's a guy dressed in saffron robe standing there and he looks at me in in the jeep and he goes i've been waiting for you come with me and i looked at the guy the driver and i said is this okay and he goes you need to go and he took me down into a cave <laughs> he took me down into a cave and sat me down and i'm like oh my god what now what you know and and he 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 has pictures of Hanuman, the the monkey guy. Yep, yep. And he starts, and he and he just says, "Okay, just just I'm, I I I've been called. I've been waiting for you. I've been called to do this for you." And he did this whole puja, this whole ritual, blessed me, marked my forehead, did the whole thing, and taught me a mantra, and said, "Okay, you you are now an initiate of the god Hanuman." <laughs> and I said what? And then I said, okay, I love monkeys. I love animals. I've had lots of interesting spiritual experiences with animals in my life. Okay. This is what's supposed to happen. And I said, do I pay you? Do you want money? He said, I don't want any money. And I was like, no, this is India. I was like, you don't want any money, you know? Okay. And so I came out and wanted, he took me all over to meet all, look at all the other temples. There was a Ganesh temple. And then I got back to my, my jupe and the guy goes, okay, are you done? I said, I guess. He goes, <laughs> he goes what happened? I told him, he goes, hmm, yeah, you were supposed to come here. And that, <laughs> that was wild, eh? Oh, that happened to me everywhere. In, in, in Japan, I went to shrines. I just, I, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Denny. I just want to get to some of these comments for you so that you can see what's happening here. Howie's saying, we're not old, we're experienced. <laughs> well, I'm not dead, so that's good. I, Last last year, I had two heart operations, and I oh. feel I feel great now. You're oh, right. He's I'm, right. He's I'm right. glad that you're still here, Kendall. Oh. Hello, Kendall. I love you. I miss you too. Um, yeah. Oh, you got nice people who love you. That's nice. Yeah. That's um, there is uh, Jody is saying hello to everybody from South Wales, UK. Hi, Jody. Thank oh. you. For, thank you for being here. When you were sharing that story, it, it's interesting. I'm going to share a quick story as well to you. My youngest son is 18 now. And when he was three, three, he was just turning three. Um, 
he was in bed with me. It was just before he was, you know, supposed to be falling asleep. And he said, mom, there's a lady there. And I said, you see a lady at the end of the bed? I'm not seeing the lady. She's all yours. And I have seen people uh, that were crossed over and spirits since the time I was little as well too. So, you know, I was prepared for my children to have experiences. And I said, uh, can the lady tell you her name? And he said, Kuan Yin. And I didn't know at the time who Kuan Yin was. And I said, what does she need you to do? And he's like, he just shrugs his shoulders. And I said, is she saying anything to you? And he's like, oh, many pad me home. And I went, okay, babe, what do we do with that? And he says, we just say it. Like I was, I, like I was annoying him and asking him what we we're supposed to do with it. And I said, okay. And is she still here? He's like, no, she said what she needed to say. And she left. I went, okay, dude. So, you know, every That's night. So intense. It well, it gets bigger. So I would I would scratch his back every night, and we would say this mantra, and he would just fall asleep. And understanding later when I did the research about family harmony, love, unity, peace, um, and understanding that's what it was about. But I, you know, I hadn't been doing this work publicly, and it was a year later I started doing this work publicly, and I had driven uh, eight hours to go to. Um, like a weekend psychic fair. Like if I was going to do this publicly, I wanted to know what I was getting myself into. And there was a fellow that was selling, um, oh, Danny, can you, can you Vulcan mind meld too and help me find the word in my, <laughs> in my brain? Um, singing bowls. He had singing oh, bowls. Yeah, and he's, yeah. So he had this booth with all kinds of different things. And he said, um, I was walking, uh, I was across the hotel room, like that big, you know, conference rooms that they have. And he pointed at me and he waved for me to come over. And he said, you have a small blonde boy. And my hair was like colored bright red at the, at that time. Right. And I said, yes. And he said, that boy sees Kuan Yin. And I said, yes, he does. And he gave me a ring and it had Sanskrit, the mantra all around. Yeah, and and he passed it to me, and he said, "You're you are meant to be here, and you were meant to take this to him." And he's eighteen and still still has it. So I agree. Like you just magically or serendipitously show up where you're supposed to, and and we're recognized, you yeah. know, by that vibration. Oh yeah, no, I've had I've had a, a few of these happen. In, when I was in Japan, I was I got very deeply involved in Shinto which is the indigenous animistic religion of Japan. And I would went, I'd go to, I'd be drawn into temples. And um, Kuan Yin, Guan, uh, Kuan Yin is, is, is a, a, she's called Kanon in Japan. Okay. But, but I, uh, I remember going into a place and just starting to, and starting to chant, you know, Guan Yin Shipusa, which, which is, is a way. And then I found out later, that's, that's a way to say honor to Kuan Yin. So she's actually on my altar. Kuan Yin is, is one of the, she's a beneficent, lovely deity. But mm -hmm. any of the Shinto gods and goddesses, I'd go into shrines and I would have experiences directly with them. Like Amaterasu Omikami, who's the, the sun goddess, who's the, 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 the primary deity in, in, Shinto, in Shinto practice. And I would go into these, these shrines and I got to know them. In fact, I, I picked up, I was teaching at a university there. But I also picked up um, jobs as a as a author uh, and a, a journalist, 
um, because I, I learned all about the festivals and what they were doing. And they started publishing my work for Americans who came to Japan because I was into the gods and goddesses and the, the legends. And the funny thing is most Japanese don't know about their own religion. They go to shrines, like people going to church, they pray, they throw some money, they ask the, the spirit of the shrine for something. And, and then they go. And I'd walk into the Shinto priests and I'd say, you know, I'd say, sumimasen, uh, da, 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 da. and I would, I would ask them in Japanese, who's the kamisama of the shrine? And they would go, oh, you care. And, and, and I watched, I, and I, so I got to know these and I got to feel right. it. I'd go into different things. Now, my son was born in Japan. And this is before his autism kicked in. I'd carry him around on, on, his, on his little carry thing. We went everywhere together and he loved the shrines. So he was attracted to the energy of the shrines. And we'd go, we'd go up and very quickly he learned, you'd go up to the shrine, you clap, you ring the bell, you clap again, and then you pray. And he would start doing it automatically. Like he was, you know, a year old. Right. Old. And one day we're walking down um, a, a narrow, a narrow street, a cobblestone street. And he turned to the wall and he goes and bows down. And I go, honey, it's a wall. And I'm like, huh? So I go around the corner and behind the wall was a shrine. Oh, interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Jody is just sharing a story. Um, let's see if we can bring it up. Uh, Jody is just sharing. My daughter also one night said there was a lady on the ceiling the next morning while choosing which little box of cereal she wanted. She pointed at the back of the shreddy cereal box at the old woman knitting the shreddies like on the old advert. She said that's the woman that was on the ceiling. Yeah, our little people are very connected. And I, I think because they they're higher self-remembers, they don't have all of that conditioning that's and experiences correct. that have um, dulled it. You know, we that's, get that's that eight it starts to kick in where they feel yeah. like they have to um, conform in order to yeah. fit in, right? And and that conditioning. I, I, I start off werewolf magic with that very conversation in it. In werewolf pack, pack magic, I have a lot of conversations within the book about our conditioning blocks everything because mm. we're dis, we're utterly disconnected from Gaia, from nature. And and when you're a child, you see things. You know, I had a pet bee. I found a bee mm -hmm. that almost drowned. I was a little toddler and I ran over and saw the bee and wasn't, it was a bumblebee. I wasn't afraid of it. And I, I, I fished it out of the water and it looked like it was going to go. And I brought it for a week. I brought it flowers to feed. And then, and then after a while, it, it, you know, after maybe three or four days, I went out there and it was, it was good enough. It crawled on my hand and then eventually flew away. Now, if my mom had seen that bee on me, she would have freaked out. But I and the bee were fine. Yeah. Later, but like when I was like 14, I went on a, a hike in the Adirondack Mountains. And I was sitting there and everybody was doing something. And all of a sudden, I hear this woman going, ah, and she comes running into the camp. And this huge black bear comes out, like huge. And it comes walking up. And I'm sitting there and I am so in love with the fact this bear was coming up to me. I was not afraid at all. In fact, it didn't even occur to me. It came right up and sniffed my chest. And then I heard the people behind me screaming, Denny, get out of there. And I looked at the bear and the bear looked at me and it just walked away. So, I mean, I, ha I still have, I still like a child. <laughs> I go to the woods and I like the animal. I have 
I don't know. I'm weird. I'm a weird. No, I don't think that you're weird at all. <laughs> and um, Victoria is just saying hello to both of us. Hi, Carolyn and, and Denny. Um, Hi, I think for I say that to people too that every day I wake up with a sense of wonder like a little kid at Christmas like exactly. I wonder what's gonna happen today I wonder who I'm gonna meet or experiences we're gonna have and having a sense of wonder is so important and um talking about conditioning and and letting go of conditioning I, I had a number of sessions this week um where old patterns were coming to the surface uh, for these clients. And I went, yep, just when you think that you've dug deep, you get asked by spirit to dig even deeper. Just when you think that you've been working on your healing, you know, you you have to dig deeper. So if, if we don't, so werewolf, my werewolf magic books sound ridiculous and, and people think they're nuts. But I, you know, I, I actually am quite serious in my research. And what I was, what I was after there was to try to get people to decondition themselves and the fastest with the, the way that has worked for me during a real crisis time in my life was to let my animal self out and shut down my, my, my constantly programmed, you know, Western brain. And when I was, when I'm able to get into that trance state of, of, of pushing all that junk in my head away and just exist in nature, I can see things and I can perceive things and I can be open like a child again. And that's the key, I think. I I agree. Having a sense of wonder. Having a sense of wonder and being able to perceive, perceive the powers and the entities in nature that we are blind to seeing now because we don't believe they exist in a lot of in our culture. Well, yeah. I, it's interesting. One of the, I know that I, I was just so excited that you were going to come on. And I, I know that I had said to you, I popped off that email and I was just going to run with that for sure. You were going to say yes. <laughs> and I had like written it three pages. I was just so excited and then had uh, purchased the books through Kindle and was like going so through much. this. Oh I my mean, gosh. We had a lovely talk. We had a lovely talk. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I'm sure it's the first of many. So, um, I, one of the things that I had wrote, these are the words that I wrote down. These are the words that I wrote down. Um, when I was thinking about, uh, werewolf magic and the pack, uh, magic as well too, devotion to family, trusting instincts, autonomy, freedom, accepting our primal nature and trusting our natural connection to animals in the land. Those were all of the words that came up for me when I was nice. going through that. So can you, do you want to talk about some of that? Sure. I, I, so I very, very quickly, I went through a very, very hard time in my life. I lost everything and, and I meditate every night and it was, I, I lost my job. I lost my, my, I had a divorce. It was, everything was bad. And um, during my meditations, um, a wolf, a wolf kept showing up, which is unusual. And it's not something I was ever involved in. And the wolf, and I finally looked at the wolf after ignoring it for a while and said, what, what are you? Who are you? And it said, I'm, I'm, I'm a wolf. I'm the wolf spirit. And you're, you're, you've been calling me, you're in deep trouble and I'm going to help you. And I said, I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And said, you need to get out in the woods. You need to rip off your clothes and you, and you need to be part, you need to re-enter nature. You're so, you, you, you and, and so many people are just so wrapped up 
in all the garbage that has been programmed into you, you are you are going to have to you're going to have to break out of the shell, and you're, you're you no longer have instinct. You, you you need to find your instinct. You need to find your intuition, and you need to find your insight. And the only way you're going to do that is by shutting down your your all the crap that's in your head. Yeah, you have a master's degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been a teacher. You need to drop all that stuff, and you right. need to re-enter the magical world of nature. You know. And so I did that. I ran out there and I did it. And and I sat down and I said, I had a very deep experience and um, howling and growling and the whole thing. And then, and then I got, then I started getting more teachings from, from this, this wolf or whatever it was. And it said, no, you need to go up into the wild. No, I, I live in Seattle. I'm an hour and a half away from deep, deep woods where, where there's bears and panthers and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I went up there and I just, I was at the end of my rope and I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go up here and camp and I'm going to rip off my clothes and I'm just going to like go into the woods. And if I die, I die. And if I, if I break through, I break through. And I had a, I had a huge, massive breakthrough. I, I, I completely shut down my brain and simply existed as an animal. And, 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 and all of a sudden the trees lit up. I could see at night. I, I actually went tracking into the, into the forest and I like walked right up to raccoons and I walked right up to a deer, scared the hell out of them. It was kind of funny. And, and I, all of a sudden I was, and I was not thinking anything. Like I had shut down my brain. I was just existing. And it was such a relief to not be worrying about the bills and be worrying about this and to be thinking right. about this and cognating this and just no thinking at all. And the moon and the trees. And all of a sudden I felt nature, I felt Gaia embrace me and say, ah, okay. I, I mean, not say anything, but I felt like mm-hmm. now you're one of my kids. Now you're one of my kin. Now you can enter this world. Like, because humans have blocked themselves off from nature. And well, so, blocked themselves off completely, like yeah. not even tapped into their own body and how their oh, intuition's giving them messages and, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. uh, connecting. It's, uh, exactly. It's a, it's a source. I mean, I began, as I've been doing this, I've been doing this for five years. I didn't plan to write a book about it, but anyway, that's another story. But, um, and, and, but I've been doing this and I'm way, if you saw a picture of, I wish I had a picture to show you of me five years ago. I looked like I was at death's door. I'm feeling great, actually. <laughs> I, I'm doing great. I, I look better and feel better, mostly because once a month on the full moon, I shut down all my cognition and I, I howl and I growl and I, and, I, and I go into an animal state and I put my hands in the earth and I see Gaia. I, she, she comes up as eyes and, and I feel my, my, my toes and my claws in the earth and the energy, like Gaia gives me the energy, renewal energy. And I reach to the trees and it gives me the energy and I reach down and it gives me the energy because I know I'm open. I'm now open. It's not, right. anything, it's not anything mystical or magical. It's just we've created these shells and our culture and our indoctrination has created these shells that, that we're stuck in our little whole little worlds. And now everybody's got pods in their ears. And I mean, everybody's shrinking into their own little, little eggshells, you know? And so, right. but we are animals. 
And, and the first thing, when I, when I teach this, when I, do, when I do workshops, the first thing I make everybody do is say, I am an animal. And they have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah. They have a lot of trouble. I, I said, no, we are, we, are, we are literally in the phylum, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the biological phylum of, of animals. We are, we are considered underneath the great apes. We are one of the great apes, homo sapiens. We are animals. And our whole life we've been told we're not animals, that animals are bad and we are good and we can do anything we want. And we're above. And they have no feelings and we can kill them and we can slaughter them. And, and they're just things. We're, we matter. They, we have souls. They don't have souls. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. Yes. yes, they do. <laughs> Doris, I'm just going to read this for you. Doris is just saying it's great hearing Danny Sargent talking. Oh. I believe in animals and what they Oh, know. thank you, Doris. You're awesome. I mean, you know, if we don't, if we don't reconnect with our fellow animals and with with Gaia, we're doomed. I mean, this is not, this isn't even, I'm not even oh, joking. I mean, I'm not being. I, yeah, I uh, agree. And I always call it the meat suit. Like you have to, and when, when I'm uh, teaching about connecting with your intuition, I always say it's um, in non-thinking moments you're going to hear that intuitive voice. And it may sound like yours, but when you lean, when you lean in, you know that vibration and that voice is coming from outside of you, even though it sounds like yours inside your head, right? right? So it's it's having those experiences in different ways: eyes open, eyes closed, inside air, outside air. You have to you have to lean in and feel, and be willing to feel. Yes, be That's willing to feel. It's absolutely true. That's why I wrote a book called "Your Holy Guardian Angel and You" because I did an entire working on connecting with that that inner self. And as a tantric, it's the same. It's called the Atman, um, or the or the Guru. Guru actually means light remove, uh, darkness removed from light. Uh, a Guru can be a teacher, but the Guru is is the spark of God inside you, right? It's the mm. light inside you. So so meditation. Every time I meditate, every time I do werewolf magic, whatever, I'm I'm both basically opening myself up to the divine in me, you know, how yes. yeah. so that leads me to another question about breath work. Is it about breath work? Like how, breath how work. important is breath work? And does your, yeah. so when you're in that altered state mm -hmm. is if, if I'm incorrectly phrasing it, then please correct me. No, that's fine. <laughs> when you're in that altered state, does your breath change? Does your breath change when you're doing just a regular meditation to when you're doing um, a full moon connect and connecting to that wolf side now, of good you? Good question. No one's asked me that question. That's a great question. I ask lots of questions that other I people don't think that. about. <laughs> good. Yeah, you, and I, you and I are going to be friends. Yes, I know we are. <laughs> when I'm doing my, every night I do my tantric meditation, I do pranayama, which is, which is intentional. You know, I'll breathe in, hold, for seven seconds, breathe out for seven seconds, hold for seven seconds. I do I do breathing exercises to relax, open myself, open my mind, and I do visualization. When I'm doing the werewolf magic stuff, when I every full moon, I'm not intellectualizing at all. I I, mm. I read my books. I, I I have a technique. I hung out with shamans who gave me some gave me a bunch of ideas, and then the wolf spirit gave me some. I I rock. I spend like about an hour rocking and growling. <sighs> 
now now my chest is really opened up from the growling right and then i go then right. i get, then i move to other other things like growling up growling down growling howling oh right and i and then i i reach there's i have a whole technique in my books on how to reach that Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. state that 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 state of consciousness where you're you're sort of in a trance or 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 however you want to put it and then and then my breathing changes radically and but it's not conscious it's just because at Mm -hmm. once i flip into animal state and my brain my upper cortex shuts down my all my thinking stuff my cognitive stuff I'm, I'm activating what's, what Carl Sagan called the the um, dragon mind, the lower cortex. Mm. And 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 yeah, there was. Actually, I always called it the mouth of God. I thought that's what that was called too. Sure, why not? Yeah. Now, but in terms of our, in terms of biology, we we contain all the animal genes. We contain all the animal stuff. Uh, yes, I absolutely did growl as a youngster. I still growl. In fact, I had a moment, uh, I was teaching university <laughs> and this guy came up to me. I was in, I was doing my werewolf magic stuff, but this, the student came up to me with a really bad homework assignment. Like I teach graduate level. I, I taught graduate level stuff and it was supposed to be an essay, 10 pages or something really. And, and it was garbage and I'm looking at it. Right. And I'm going, and, and, and he goes, Mr. Sergeant, are you growling? And I get, <laughs> I'm like this. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not growling. I just have a, I have a cold, so I'm. <laughs> so, thanks, uh, no, Howie, for asking the question. Yeah, yeah. So, Howie, <laughs> my my friends all basically call me like the werewolf guy or the, the fer- my feral friend because I. When I'm when I'm driving, and I get aggravated, which we all do, I I tend I don't swear as much anymore, but I do growl. <laughs> when somebody cups me off, I'm like, but, right. but so I, Howie is Howie's just following up with that, saying same uh, that he did as well too. Good to know I was not alone. I even uh, st- uh, stuck my tongue like a cat. Uh huh. Over people, oh, sucked my tongue like a cat. Oh, uh-huh. over people who suck their thumbs, no lie. Isn't that fascinating, right? Well, you know, it makes perfect sense. Our whole culture, unfortunately, and, and I've been in, I've, I've hung out in tribal cultures in Thailand, in Cambodia, in Guatemala, in lots and lots of places. And tribal cultures accept that they are, that we are animals and we, we behave like animals and we, we have these instinctual things we do like what he just said, 
and 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 it's our culture that has sealed us off like put us in a brick in a in a brick walled area where mm -hmm. we are not animals and we can't act like animals and even as a kid if you act like an animal you get yelled at you, you know, you're eating like a pig, you know, that, that we have all these things, stop acting like an animal. It's a zoo in here. Like we have all these negative animal things that we get hammered with as kids. And, and instead we're supposed to go to school and sit still for eight hours at the age of five, which no culture, no tribal culture would do that. They would think it was really, you know, terrible thing to do to a child. Right. So we've been boxed into these things. So, much of my werewolf magic stuff is to is to tear open the box and be an authentic. Yeah, being, you know? I always say feral children are my favorite. I I had Absolutely. I had four of them, <laughs> four feral children. I'm like, let's go, and yeah, yeah. No, it's the way it is. And feral. I've been in tribal cultures where the kids just run amok, and you think, oh no, are they are they safe? And the and the the people there are like. They gently show them what's important, what's not, what's dangerous, what's not. But but same in Japan. Japan's a, a Shinto country that even in Tokyo, the kids were allowed to just play and be who they were. And 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 my that's how my my son at the age of two started picking up Japanese because the kids would just come up and start yattering in Japanese and 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 English, and they started picking up. It's like our job is not to like put them in rigid boxes our job is to let them like trees grow to who they're going to be and and like like your child saying oh i see kuan yin when i was when i was a small child i used to leave my body and fly around the neighborhood oh, i have a kiddo that did that too and my mom after after and i mean it was really clear it was absolutely astral traveling because I, I, it wasn't like dreams. I, I saw the neighbors. I saw the car. Yeah. I saw, and I was just like, "This is so cool." Until my parents sat me down and said, "No, honey, that's not real. That's a dream. It's oh. not real." And then it yeah. stopped. Then it stopped. I couldn't. I it. so my coming out of the witchy closet uh, was uh, with a parenting, an online parenting uh, radio show for parenting kids that were intuitive. So we didn't shut them down. Like I, I, that was what drove me was to make sure that the kids had space and parents could be educated to support them and not shut Absolutely. them down. It was so important to me. I just wanted, there's some uh, comments here I'd like to get yeah, to. Yeah, from Doris. yeah. So Doris is saying breath work is crucial. Having just lost my beagle whom was shown uh, my friend and my aunt, their cancers. Oh, sorry. We're just going to finish and then I'm going to move you over. Okay, Lori, Lori, well, sorry. Um, she, had, she had a very good comment about breath, breath work. And I, yeah, my experience was when I stopped breathing, he somehow got me breathing again. He passed, my chest was so heavy and I felt him and heard him. We're still connected. Thank you very much for sharing that, Doris. In, in Tantra, it's considered that every breath is, is, is part of your life. And that they actually say you have X number of breaths in a lifetime. And that's why we need to slow down mm -hmm. and we need to, we need to like honor every single breath because breath prana, they call it pranayama, prana, prana, prana is energy. And that breath and energy are the same thing. And that breathing deeply is, is, is breathing shallowly like most Westerners do because they're stressed is toxic. And you, you basically, you basically 
plug up the lower part of your your, your gut. Your gut. Yeah. And people don't breathe like you know, they don't breathe deeply. They breathe they breathe like yeah. that. And you, the lower part of your of your lungs is never is never cleaned out. Lung, yeah, breath in in most esoteric cultures, breath is crucial. It's breath yeah. is life, they say. Yeah. So and I tell people once you once you practice mindful breathing, you can roll it. You can pull it up and roll it. Open up your third eye, your crown, roll it down your spine into the earth and back up. So you're in, intuitively connected to all and grounded at the same time. We don't have to be all airy fairy. Right. And it, it circulates energy through your body. Yeah. Exactly. So Laura Lee is just, uh, she has a question for you too. She's a question, Denny. I noticed how your gorgeous pup settled at the start after you howled at him after you growled back. Mm -hmm. Do you connect on a special level with him as per the werewolf part? Absolutely. So um, <laughs> I have a werewolf pack. I have a group of people who tried this sort of stuff that I've got in my books and they got really into it and had deep, deep experiences and were able to shapeshift down into like a nonverbal uh, uh, trance state. And for the first, oh, I'd say five months, my dog would sit. I have an old trampoline in my backyard. My, during the full moons, my dog would sit on the trampoline and watch us. <laughs> watch us as we were like growling and rocking and going into the strand straight. And then when we got to, after, after about an hour of this, we'd reached this point where we were had already, we had entered this primal sort of primal non-thinking state. And then we'd all come together and we'd go, oh, all of us together. We made this incredible harmony, which kind of opened up and changed everything. And my dog would just sit there and watch there. And after about, after about, I don't know, I don't know how many months, three, four, five months, one night we were all in our circle and we, we were starting our thing and he, he got up, walked over and sat down in the circle. <laughs> and from then on, he was a member of the pack. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so but he, he knows this. He knows all this routine and he, he, he actually is our, is our guide dog, you know, cause he's in that state anyway, you know, anyway. I Victoria, I just wanted uh, to let you know um, that I've read this message about you being at the Crown Harrison last uh, Friday. I had an event at the Crown Harrison um, asking your divine team to protect you and keep you safe. I feel, oh, your dreams have been crazy. Well, and, and the dreams could be kind of all sorts of energetic things that are going on at the moment haven't had your connection. I'm very sorry about your uncle. And I'm glad that we have a date for December. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you then too. I just wanted you to know that I did see that comment. Thank you for coming to the event. And then I do look forward to connecting with you later. Um, Laura Lee's just saying thank you very much for responding to that. Oh, wonderful. No, I'm having a great time. We could do this forever. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. I want to, I just, I, there were so many comments and questions that I had on this paper. So um, one of the things that I noticed with the, the way that the book is laid out, the first book, so Wolf Magic, we'll start with Wolf Magic. Werewolf Magic. It's, uh, it's very personal. Yeah. Yes, which <laughs> is correct in my thinking too. Thank you. Um, 
It's very personal. Like you really do, you practice what you preach, you practice Mm -hmm. what you are putting and you, it's a journey. It really is a a journey. And if you, you follow, it leads you up where you can push it past your comfort zone edge and just wait a little bit before you go further. Like it's, it's, it, it leads you to, um, that state should you choose to want to go there. Yes. And, and, and I have to say, when I first started doing this, I thought it was just me and my own insanity and um, started writing. I started writing all this stuff down pages and pages and pages of like with the wolf spirits telling me what I'm experiencing, what worked, what didn't work. And I didn't plan, I think I told you, but I didn't plan to write a book at all. I went to Pantheacon, which is the biggest was it's now gone, but it was the, the biggest, um, pagan and occult gathering in the United States and California. And I went down there to sell other books that I wanted to write. And my friends told me, no, 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 you've, you've got to push, you've, you've got to write werewolf magic. And I said, nobody's going to want this. It's crazy. Nobody's going to want this. And, and I, and I had, and I, and I, I sat down with two acquisition editors from two of the major publishers and they went, both of them did the same thing. They went, no, 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 no. Oh, we want werewolf magic. And I was like, are you out of your mind? Like, why would you want this? They go, no, 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 it's great. It's perfect, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and why were you talking yourself out of work? Because I, <laughs> I'm a fool. I was just, I, I'm, I'm not very good at promoting myself, obviously. I mean, it's, I've always been this way. So which is why I'm not, you know, rich and all those other things, but. Well, but riches is all depending on your perspective as well too, right? Like it is. I just didn't think, but anyway, they, it pushed me to do the book. Right. And then, and I was shocked actually when it was published, I've had hundreds of people I've been on podcasts. I don't know how many podcasts I've been on. And every time I did the same thing, I'd be like, really, you want me on your podcast? (laughs) And, uh, then I got I got uh, offered to go do a festival in Ohio with fifteen hundred people, and I didn't know whether this werewolf magic stuff would work for anyone but me. You know, I mean, I I really didn't. I thought, is this is this going to work with other people? And I got two hundred people, several many of whom were very you know kind of wondering whether this was real. And well, they um, had to be open minded skeptics skeptics they, they were, to at least were, be there right yeah, yeah that's correct they were yeah. like oh this sounds like fun hello we'll try it yeah. and uh they i put 200 people under they all went into trance state and my favorite my favorite thing to say is that a bunch of them they're younger than me were running around the circle on all fours and i didn't know that was humanly possible <laughs> and we're howling like Mowgli from jungle book and ripping off their clothes and howling and and, and it was a, there was a full moon and 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 after a while I was like I have to bring this back down like I have to pull them out you know and I gathered them all like got them all to come in and I I started to to do the the at this when we're doing this stuff we're nonverbal the minute you use your 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 language you use your upper cortex and it it stops right the whole thing. So I'm like, and I'm trying to show them like, okay, let's, let's start rocking and bringing it back down again. And they were like, no. And they ran off. And I was like, oh my God, if they, I have 200 people here. If they run amok in this campground, I'm going to be in so much trouble. How badly their spirit needed 
yeah. to let loose. Yeah, that's what they said afterwards. So, so, so I finally got them down, and about I know about fifty of them left, and like hundred and fifty of them stood there and wouldn't leave, and they said, "We want more. We want more." <laughs> I said, "No, no, no. We're done for tonight." And the, the, the woman who ran the entire conference, the entire, you know, event was there. I didn't realize it was, had gone through it. And she was like, she, she just, she said, no, this is a, this is real. Like, like, this is real. This is a real thing. So, you know what, we're going to do it again tomorrow night at this place. And I was like, and then she looked at me, she said, is that okay with you? (laughs) Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's being in the moment and, and right. rolling with it. You so mean Lord, I get to be a wolf again? Yes. Oh, I'll do that. Exactly. Laura <laughs> Lee is just sharing my eldest son when he was 14. His friend's mom did a past life regression with a group of them. And he told me the most incredible experience he lived in the past as a black wolf. Okay. That is fantastic. And let me tell you something. On Facebook, I have gotten hundreds of people writing me saying, I, I, I know exactly what I, I am a wolf. I have been, was a born wolf in the past life. I was a wolf. I am into, I'm into werewolves. I've watched all the werewolf movies. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with, with werewolf movies. I collect werewolves and your book all of a sudden, like, Oh, there's actually something, it's something to this. Yeah. And my response was, okay, Let's start with, I like to go back to science a lot. We are 98% genetically the same as chimpanzees. We are 86% genetically the same as wolves. It's in our blood. That's fascinating. It's in, it's in our body. What, what we're really doing is shutting down this upper cortex part, which only developed over the last you know 200,000 years. And, and, we're shutting this down so that the rest of our body, our body knows what to do, you know? Yeah. We're, and so once we start howling and growling and once we go into this mode and we've shut down all the stuff that says, no, 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 you're a human. You can't do that. Then, then we're in a, we're in a different place and we're in a place where we're connected with the earth. Which, yes. And, and you feel it. I swear when you get into that state where you have shut down your upper brain, all of a sudden, like you see the, the energy going up the trees, you see the water going up the roots. You can put your hands in the earth and you can feel the heartbeat of the earth. And you can go, you're, I'm no longer scared about going into the woods. I, we have primal woods, you know, like I said, an hour from here. Right. I'm not afraid of the pumas. I'm not afraid of the bears. I'm not afraid of, of these things because I'm going in as like one one of them, you know. I'm with I'm with you guys. I'm not yeah. with I'm not with these people that are trying to shoot you. And, you know, I'm not one of them. I'm one of you is what, what I kind of say to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I and it, Last week I had uh, David Barreto on talking about karma and reincarnation within the mm. animal kingdom. Mm. And uh, he had made that comment about uh, people uh, reincarnating as animals. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I've always thought I was a pretty open-minded person. I have, you know, had all of these experiences a little bit on the woo-woo side, just a wee bit. And I'm like, I had never even thought about like coming, like, cause yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. And that was one of the things that I wrote down to talk to you about today was like ancestral lines 
having that reincarnation as animals in that, like tapping into that animal ancestral line. I have found at least a dozen lineages in other countries, like Turkey, for example, that trace their or original their original beginning with wolves. In Turkey, there's a there's a myth that the Turkish people are descended from a blue wolf. Mm. I mean, other places, if you go into the North countries, I've traveled in Sweden, I traveled in Finland, and I traveled uh, in, in Iceland and, and Denmark. There's a lot of conversation about that the wolves, like they come from, you know, if you think about Odin and a lot of the stuff in, in Norse mythology, that the wolves were, were the beginning of, of the lineages. So, right. I mean, we came from, we are animals. We came from animals. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's within us. I mean, whether it's like, you know, the idea that it really, you know, a wolf gave birth to the first humans is maybe a little odd, but, but it's in our blood and we know it. We know it. When we go into a trance state, when we have dreams, when we sit in deep meditation, if we, if we look for that, that side of us, it's there. The, yeah. the genes, these genes are in us. You know, we all came from, we all came from, from, we, we evolved from these animals and people think, oh, those things are gone, but they're not. They're all here in the lower, in the lower cortex, in, in, in the dragon mind, the animal brain. It's, it's right here. And we, and I'm just trying to, I just try to figure out a way to shift from my normal, like overheated, you know, right. brain down to getting into that place so that my, my dog and I can be in the same, like relaxed state of simply existing and, and breathing and smelling and my senses open up. I mean, we can open up like my sight, which sucks. When I'm in this state, I can see at night really clearly. I can hear things I can't usually hear. I can smell amazing things and figure out what they are. And it's not magic. I mean, it's not, I mean, I guess it is in a way, but it's just that I've shut down all the stuff happening in my brain so that the my real body, my my intrinsic body, can simply do what it's always done for hundreds of thousands of years, which is be able to smell the things that are important and and feel water and it, all that sort of stuff. So, how did you research? Like, um, there's so many different aspects to the book, not just personal experience, but there's just well, it comes from so many different areas. So, could you I'm, speak I'm about that? I'm a nerd. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. The my nerd in me honors the nerd in you. My, my master's degree is ancient history, you know? Yeah. And, and I became obsessed with this as a young child when I first went to the Metropolitan, I'm from New York, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and I saw the wow. Egyptian stuff, and I saw this, and and I had, and I, I believe in past life stuff, and I know, I know, like I saw stuff, when I was six years old, I first went to the museum and I said, Oh, I've been, I've been there. I know, I know what that pyramid is. I know, I mean, I couldn't articulate it, but I've always been deeply interested in ancient, ancient stuff. And um, like I said, I've traveled around the world. Um, I, 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 I'm not rich, but that's just what I spend my money on. But I've been to, mostly I go to ruins. That's like like Angkor Wat and Machu Picchu and mm. and, and, uh, and the pyramids of Giza and you know Tikal in, in Guatemala and and I I go to find these places to try to remember and 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 connect with 
how things used to be and and how how things should be where nature and us are you know working hand in hand instead of you know destroying destroying the planet so. can can we talk about I want to. I I want to be mindful how I'm phrasing this, because <laughs> usually I'm just like a squirrel on Red Bull with no filter, and it just all I'm falls out. <laughs> so I just try to be mindful. God, you just go. You just go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in your research, um, finding evidence of during witch trials and right. witch burnings, if you could talk about. Sure. That hello, Denise. Thank you for joining us. It's okay that you're here a little bit late. We're glad that you're here. Indeed. So when I started doing this werewolf magic stuff, I, people were like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "All right, let me let me do some research because that's what I do. I do research. I'm an I'm an academic, as weird as that sounds." And I realized, like, oh my goodness, I went all the way back and I found. And you saw, you've seen the book. Mm-hmm. I found, you know, in ancient Greece, you know, the beginning of of werewolfism came from Mount Lycaon. Uh, apparently came from Mount Lycaon where there was a werewolf cult and it goes all the way back into prehistory. They're now figuring 5,000, uh, five to 10,000 years ago. And these where people would shape shift or they would go through shamanic trance states and go into a wolf state and, and let the wolf, the wolf energy come through. And so, and, and what I was finding was like real historical research. I mean, and anthropological research and archeological research. So, I'm I'm a real stickler for that stuff, and and Llewellyn really made me. They really held my feet to the fire. So if you go through the book, you'll see more citations right. <laughs> than you've ever seen in any occult book. And I'm going to say that I had I have probably something yeah. like 500 citations, and and it's all vetted. And they would they they got very they they'd say wait a minute this this is not the best citation find another one and then I would. So when I got to the, I went, I went through and I went through different countries. I went through the Norse cults. I went through Greece, ancient Greece, ancient Rome. In ancient Rome, everybody knew what Vespellus was the word they used for a shapeshift. Right. And that everybody knew in ancient Rome that, that, that like there were werewolves everywhere. And there was all kinds of stories. And my book has all these great stories by, by legitimate historians um, at the time, like, like Roman historians. And then, and then I, um, then I got, then I got, you know, down the Norse, the berserkers, and the berserkers are basically werewolves. Bearsark means wearing the bear skin. Ulfsark is wearing the wolf skin. So the, the werewolves and, and the and the uh, and, and that area were, were called Ulfsark. Um, so let me see, where am I going with this? Uh, oh, <laughs> so then I got down into the Middle Ages, and I was yeah. like, no, I I'm a witch. I I was uh, when I was. 14, I was initiated as a witch. It's a long conversation. But anyway, I... I, I it's also, a fascinating one. Like, your story is fascinating. I am an eclectic person. I try yes. everything. I try it all. And so and so, I've always been a big fan of... I'm a Welsh... I'm a Welsh... Technically a Welsh trad, uh, traditional witch. And um, so then I started looking at witchcraft and going, huh, I wonder if there's any... There's got to be connection between that. Because I've seen lots of... Uh, images from medieval images of witches um, as wolves or, or as mm-hmm. wolves, like riding their broom to the Sabbath or whatever. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if there's a connection. Well, I started digging deep. Um, the, the books about witchcraft don't have a lot, but the witchcraft trial documents, which are hideous and horrible and scary, 
have an awful lot of important stuff in there. And I dug deep into them and I found that 50- But you have access to them and just- Oh, it's all online. You can find it. You just yeah, to but you it. took the time to do it. <laughs> I appreciate I'm, I'm that. My friends, I'm like, oh, look at these ancient witchcraft documents. And they're like, Denny, 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 just really oh, no, it's deep, have a beer, relax, you know. And and so what I found was that 50% of all the people who were accused of witchcraft and, and who were and who were burned alive or who were tortured were also accused of werewolfery, one of my favorite new words, yeah. which means being werewolves. And I had no idea. And I had read tons of books on witchcraft. And I was like, really? Half half of the witches were accused of, of being werewolves? Huh. And then I started digging deeper into it and found that, yes, indeed, many of these people, when they confessed, talked about their, their witchcraft coven. And that when part of the part of the initiation was to learn how to shapeshift by rubbing these psychedelic uh, salves on themselves. Mm-hmm and then going into a deep trance state and then leaving their body in the form of a wolf. And and I found, you know, a dozen of these exact same stories. And and that's that helped me sort of, you know, sort of formulate right. what I was doing with with because I was trying to reconstruct this werewolf measure. I was trying to reconstruct this idea of going into this trance state. I was obsessed plus this this wolf spirit was like, "Come on, you're on the right track. Just keep going, you know." So yeah, I did yeah. my witchcraft friends and they were like, what? No. And I was like, here, look. And they were like, oh, damn, look at this. The, I, I, I've, got, I've got cred. I've got werewolf cred. That's <laughs> funny. But, and moving it past, because a lot of the stories that are mainstream, that are accessible for people, when we talk about that salve, psychedelic or not, it, mm-hmm. it, and it's also attached to... Um, fear-based uh, mm-hmm. negative stories, right? And having to right. kill right. somebody in their family in order to be initiated into this. And, and you know, whether that that that, that happened or not as well. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. like there's always that flip side to there it is. as well. There hi, is. Sandra. Thank you for joining us. Mm. Sandra's just saying hi, everyone. And Michelle was uh, saying indulge us with your background and your history i personally like the story of you being dropped off at age 14 at the atlantic mountains yeah yes that was when i encountered the god pan but that's another that's another long conversation but uh yeah i I just went in the woods in one night and i i was 14 i don't this is the 70s you can get away with anything in the 70s i'm sorry but drinking from the hose Oh no, not just that. Like no seatbelts, <laughs> and I mean, I hung out oh, with yeah. my friends here. I was, I had to get a letter of permission to be initiated as a witch. That was hilarious uh, when I was fourteen, and uh, and my mom. I asked my mom to drop me off at fourteen in the in the Adirondack Mountains on the on the trail, so I could go hiking for a week, even though I'd never been hiking in my life. And she was like, "Okay." And then she told me, I'll meet you here, you know, da, da, da. And I was like, nowadays, nobody would let their kid do that. And not just in a couple of hours. It was a couple of days. It was like five days. And and I, I had an encounter with the God Pan. I was like, I was lying in my, in my in my sleeping bag and beautiful night. And all of a sudden I heard this noise and I look up and there's this shadow, this huge shadowy figure with a guy with this, it, like I couldn't see it well, but he had goat legs and he had big horns. And I knew, I knew exactly who it was. And I went into a complete shock. I was in pan- a panic mode, like I f- was frozen. 
and and I I thought I was going to have a heart attack, and all of a sudden, you know, there was this kind of there was this kind of like orgasmic bliss, and and he was gone, and I felt completely free, and my brain shut down. I mean, my all my thinking shut down. So and did then the next five days, I just went hiking um, in that state of consciousness. So, so my thought. Yeah. My thought is as an adult, when you had that experience where the wolf spirit was coming to you, was it, did you put that connection that you've been having that kind of experience at the time you were little? So this is exactly where you're supposed to be in at at the right time. But that connection to nature is what. Oh, my, my path and purpose, how it presents itself, right? Path and purpose. All all my friends said to me, or a bunch of my friends who are into stuff said to me, they go, you realize that, that, that the God Pan, who's the the he's the he's the he's the manifestation of nature, oh. was 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 all that that he started you on this road, right? And and I was I'm like yeah yeah I guess so. And by the way, I wrote a book about Pan, and um, yes. that so and that that was that was thirty years worth of work on that book because he's my teletary deity, but the the werewolf thing is slightly different, but yeah. but it definitely. Okay, when I do my werewolf magic stuff, and you've read you've read at least a chunk of the book, yep. there are, there first are, book. Yeah. We, we use really basic deity forms when we're shape shifting, and the first one is is the Earth Mother, and and we're, we don't we try not we don't use words, so we we use ma ma like we growl like ma to invoke her for quite a long time, but then the next one is we reach our hands out. And we invoked the Lord of the Forest, which is what the witches called him uh, in the in the in the witchcraft trial documents. And we use ha. Now, ha is a vibration that the god Pan gave me. So mm. ah, and then we invoke the full moon, which is ah. So it's ma 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 ah 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 ah. And then the werewolf spirit is, and then then we we build this up, and then we're like, and and when there's like five of us, it's awesome, and we get that this tone that all of a sudden it opens up the gate, and we can go right under when we do that. Meanwhile, I'm in Seattle. I have people living on all four sides of me. And I have been waiting for the police to show up and they have not. <laughs> and and we, we talk about it afterwards because we do we go, ah, you know, we go into this whole thing. And then, then we spend a lot of time sitting on the ground or going, and just kind of like existing and enjoying, right? Playing with our dog. My friends like to run after the dog and chase them around the around the around the yard. So we, we we talk to each other. You you'll get a kick out of this, I think. And we're like, well, what do we do if the cops show up? And then we were like, huh, what should we tell them? What should we tell them? I said, I know. We'll tell them that we're LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing live action role play. And, and they're like, well, what should we tell them we're playing? I go, mm, Werewolf the Apocalypse. <laughs> Which is a great game, by the way. Right. <laughs> you could also just have a signed copy of a book going, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. 
Yeah. Not to kill anything. Exactly. <laughs> Michelle is saying, "What a great expression." So, so yeah, I, I think the I think the people around me. I mean, I do live in Seattle, which is a very very liberal. But I think the people around me are just like, oh, there they go. Okay. They just like, let it go. <laughs> Doing my job to keep Seattle weird. That's my general. <laughs> Do you think that maybe they're just practicing along with you and doing it quietly because they haven't been able to outwardly dig deep yet, but they're enjoying the vibration that you're creating. Like even just in this, like Michelle said, what a great expression. And those of us that are sensitive would have felt that pull up just from you doing that, right? That tonal vibration is going to affect all of us if we're open um, I think so. I to think our so. senses. So maybe your neighbors are, are playing along and you just don't know. Well, they're dogs. If they're not they're dodging you when you're getting out of your car, then they must be open to it. I they don't really. I don't know. I, they haven't really. They haven't really come up and talked to me. I don't know. Maybe they hear me. I don't know. But their dogs love me. I'll tell you that. I, I, that's so funny. Okay, so you you said something that triggered another question for me, because um, you said it was like thirty years of research when you were talking about the book uh, regarding regarding Pan, but right. How, because um, I'm getting the impression that you like information. So source information <laughs> is all coming, you know, stacks yeah. probably piled all over the place. Um, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's how beautiful minds think, right? In, in organized disorganization. So how did you know to edit? How did you, was it a feel? How did you know what you wanted to be in that book? And did that mm. lead to the pack book and is it leading to the next book? Not necessarily. I, I, I am really kind of all over the place. I've written, I've, I've got a whole list of a complete list. I've written about 20 books, but each book is an obsessive compulsive thing. I mean, like I go, I do a deep dive on something. Yeah. Like I, did, I wrote a book on Naga magic, which are the, the Nagas are, 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 are spirits in India of snake spirits. And I got, for some reason I got obsessed with them. And I wrote an entire book on Naga magic. And, I, and the, the pan book, though, was more a compendium of my own personal work. Um, and I didn't really wasn't planning to publish it. But then somebody came to me and said, I will publish it and I'll make it a hardcover. And then I had another friend who's an incredible artist and, and offered to do the art. And I finally I finally said, OK, um, but a lot of my books are just things that I get obsessed with. Like the, the werewolf magic stuff I was going to do on my own and not publish it. It was just for me. And then, then people are like, oh, I want to publish that. I'm like, all right. I did one on Shinto too. But, and, so. and I mean, you're giving other people permission to be transparent about their own personal journeys as well too. Oh, thank you. That's a really nice thought. I hope. Well, so. but it's a truth because you've had people come up and saying, "I it, just even Howie saying, That's I thought true. I was alone in that," and yeah, you know right. he's feeling very comfortable to be transparent about his personal truth, and, and yeah, 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 that's yeah. a gift that you give to people. Oh well, gosh, thank you. I don't think that highly of myself. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> I don't really. I don't really apparently, there's some that. healing still. We all I have it. Well, it's a never-ending journey. I, I just, I try to, I just am, I don't know. Well, thank you. That's like a really sweet thing to say. I'm, I hope that's true. And I, I'm starting to feel that I'm doing something positive. 
but I also think I'm kind of nuts. <laughs> but I, I, I enjoy well, very much. I enjoy very much doing all these different things, and uh, they all. I mean, I'm a tantric. I'm a werewolf. I'm all these different things. And I'm a witch, you know. But they're all they're all really the same thing for me. It's just that I'm I'm growing and expanding and and trying to do as many things as I can while I'm alive on this planet. So, right. so the new 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 book is coming going to be coming out. Uh, I'm going to be yes. doing, doing February, which is feral magic. I'm going all the way back with that one. I'm I think that's to, brilliant. I'm, I'm just going to do a quick shout yeah. out. And then I would like to come back around to that if I can. So if you are just joining us, uh, thank you for being here. You are listening to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live from the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7. And we have Denny Sargent on today talking about werewolf magic and other things. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Horror movies too. I'm totally down about. It. I've seen every single werewolf movie. But do you have a favorite? Is a top three? I'm I'm gonna actually go with the very very old school first werewolf because it, it infected me deeply as a small child. Mm. But my favorite right now is the brand new on Marvel um, Werewolf by Night, which is brilliant. If you haven't seen it, I have not seen it. It's, I will make a note. Short, unfortunately, it's only an hour long, but it's really, really good, really clever, and really fun. And I really love the werewolf. He's just great. So, yeah, I mean, I have I've seen uh, there's others that I kind of like, um, but that one I really like. That that's it's a little bit more human, and there's a bit uh, right. The, Ginger the, Snaps is my kickoff to Halloween. Oh. No different than Die Hard is to my yeah. Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Ginger Snaps is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I if I was a woman, I totally would like have a Ginger Snaps poster on my wall. I mean, yes, Ginger Snaps is a very has has some wonderful, powerful stuff uh, behind mm -hmm. it, and it's really good. By the way, I recommend another werewolf book movie that almost nobody's seen because it's French. It's called Where W E R. And I highly recommend it. And it's really intense and and actually, I don't know. Very, oh, oh, that's what you and I talked about. Uh, the Northman. I that's where I wanted you to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Northman has the best, because I... My friends, two of my friends, they like they like kidnapped me. They said you have to watch this movie. I go, oh, I don't know. It's a movie about North, about Vikings. No, 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 no. They they literally drove me to their house and wouldn't let me leave and made me drink beer and watch this movie. And I got into it until we get to the scene, and you know the scene. Yep. Where, where they are initiated into being berserkers or berserk, right? And as I mentioned, there's two kinds. Everybody knows what a berserker is, but they don't realize that that Beresark is, is means you're possessed by the bear spirit and Ulfsark means you're possessed by the wolf spirit. And, and in that show, in that, in that scene, you get to see a full on Norse sh shamanic initiation into werewolf magic. And, and I went nuts when I saw it because it was like everything I had thought would be how it would be in ancient Norse and ancient medieval and ancient right. Roman and Greek. And they did it so well. <laughs> did you research to see who they consulted? I did. I saw I, at the end of the movie, they actually have their consultants. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, whoa, they actually did a serious work on this 
And uh, I, I, it's yeah. intense. It's intense. And and here's the thing: I've, I've seen it a couple of times now, obviously. But what I love about it is because I read an interview with the director, and and because I was fascinated by the fact that it's told from the point of view of believing these things. And he's and he, when he was interviewed, he said. The movie is shot from the point of view of Vikings and that era in terms of what they believed, what they saw, the mm -hmm. magic they did. And there's a scene in it, I'm not ruining it, anything, where somebody dies and the, the Valkyries come down and bring him up to Valhalla. It's a very intense. I mean, I'm getting chills. It is. Me too. And, and, and I, it just made me so very happy to see because I was like, vindication! That's... Yeah. <laughs> We don't because you are asking people to move past their conditioning and be open to a different perspective. That's it. And yeah. I'm getting more and more radically, and you'll see in Pack Magic, I talk more and more about how crucial it is that we 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 unearth we, we we release our animal self. That's the term I use for all of it. We release our animal self, which in most tribal cultures, there's no issue between Native American tribes. That I that I've met that the idea that the idea that we are animals is like a norm in most tribal cultures. Right. We are we are one of the weird, hyper hyper intellectual cultures where we we have separated ourselves from animals. You know, God gave us dominion over the earth. The animals have no souls. They are just there for us to use and abuse, and and we are above everybody. And that has that dichotomy that that belief system that we are not part of our ecosystem, that we are not animals is destroying our planet. And, yeah. and people have to, you know, people have to shift the way they see themselves. If you don't see yourself as an animal amongst animal within, within a wider, you know, culture, mm -hmm. a wider world, you know, so we're end, all interconnected. We're all interconnected. And I, I end every one of my meditations every night by putting my hands on the earth saying, to you, from you, all things. Because without the earth, we would not exist. I mean, we wouldn't. If, if, there's, if things get so out of whack that we no longer can have, you know, potable water and, and food, we're, we're, our species is, is doomed. And we have this sort of myopic idea that we're always going to be around, but we have hundreds of thousands of years worth of, 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 you know, history showing us that, you know, species come and go and go. You know? yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're like, we're like slitting our own throats. And the easiest path that I found, the one that has really, really, really hit me is that is uh, uh, let out your animal self shut, you know, it's okay to be intellectual and talk and teach and learn, but it's also important that you, you, you connect with your animal self so that Gaia doesn't think you're, think you are a pest so that when you enter the nature as, as in a full consciousness of being part of nature, being an animal, then Gaia kind of opens up and lets you in. And you, yeah. you can read hundreds of native American stories like this, Chief Seattle, who Chief Seelf is really his name, but Chief Seattle is really big in Seattle, obviously. And he, before he he died, he 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 gave this great speech to all the to all the people who had moved here. And he said, and he said, look, when you came here, you built you built walls and fortresses 
and and fences because you feared you feared the forest. We do not fear the forest. The forest is our home. The animals there are our kin. We are animals. They are animals. We are equal. The animals show us what to eat, what not to eat. They show us how to do things. And when we kill a deer or a caribou or, or, or an elk, we thank them as person to person. We are going, yeah. to, we are going to eat you. Thank you. We honor you. You know, and we're not going to kill 50 elk. We're going to kill only the elk we need because we know, because we observe nature and live with the animals that they need to breed to reproduce. And, and so, and so, and he basically says, you are slaughtering all the animals. You're destroying everything. You're cutting all the trees. You are doomed. You are doomed. If you don't change what you're doing, we understand you have conquered us there's nothing we can tell you, but we, I'm here to tell you something really important. You yeah. are destroying your, yourselves, your lives, your, your culture by disconnecting yourself from, from nature. It's respecting the land and respecting the resources, right? And, and, and not seeing animals and trees and other things as simply stuff that, that we can use and abuse as we will with absolutely no problem. Um, and I, I'm not sure what to say, you know? Yeah. But when we're in that altered state, in that altered uh, spiritual shape shifting, mm -hmm. you can feel that collective consciousness of one on a whole other level. Yes. And so it carries you through to the conscious um, to have more conscious awareness that your thoughts, words, deeds, and actions matter. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Laura Lee is uh, just saying hello to us as well, too. Thank you for being here with us. Um, oh, my gosh. There, I... I, I, it's three pages of questions. So we're working our way through it. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> One of the questions that I had was pushback. What sort yes. of pushback you have experienced? Um, one moment. Cause I'm, 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 my car is in the shop and they're, they're about. Oh, that's trying, so crazy. That's awesome. Hold of me. They're trying to get a hold of me because they're going to come up here and, and get me so I can go get my car. So. Oh, I that's did, so wonderful that you're getting your car long, back. I didn't know how long we were going to be on. So we got about 15 more minutes. Okay. If we um, can have 15 more minutes of your time. You can. Okay. Um, do you mind and if. You do whatever you need to do, and I will just keep chatting away. Okay, just give me give me like a second. No problem at all. Thank you. So I just want to I just want to scroll back through some of these comments. Thank you, everybody, for being here so much. I was really excited when um, we decided uh, that uh, Denny was able to come on and we were able to talk. I, originally, we were, you know, I wanted to talk about werewolf movies and werewolf books. And and we touched that a wee little bit. Thanks, Sue. I I know. I, I enjoy Denny's energy as well, too. Um, 
And I, I think that I learned a lot just in the last couple of days. Like I had a very surface view of what I wanted to do to Laura Lee is on the chat today. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, and so I'm learning, I've learned a lot about, you know, even digging uh, deeper, you know, and, and being able to go to that collective consciousness of one and tapping in. And I had not thought about doing that from um, like an animalistic sort of point of view. So I don't know. It's, it's fascinating for sure. But if y'all want to share what your favorite werewolf movie is, I'm, I'm totally into it. Because I had even looked at books, but I'm not much. When you look at books, they're all like romance books with werewolves. I don't, I, I just, uh, not a romance person, nor am I a rom-com person. We'll have to share these with Denny when he comes back. Thank you for being here, Sandy. I hope all is well in your world. I'm glad that you're uh, you're here with us. One of the things that I found about the books, should you uh, decide to look into them, the Werewolf Magic book, um, because there is two, because uh, it's the Werewolf Pack. Uh, magic but they do build like when you are looking at it oh um it it builds and he i'll get him to talk about feral magic which is the book that he's currently writing which will be the the next part but not necessarily that they're a series um underworld thanks michelle i i agree too i don't they were fascinating they were fun they were fun movies. Never mind. I can't get a hold of them. I'm just going to have to call them when we're done. <laughs> so Sandy is joining us from East Coast, Canada. And she said, all is great. I love this topic. Was always connected to Huskies growing up. So this is intriguing to me. Good, good. And I'm, so I'm sorry for that, that delay. No, it's all good. We were talking about underworld in different movies. Okay, great. Different werewolf movies. Michelle and I were talking about underworld and sharing about underworld. Oh, um, cool. underworld was fun. It was. Denise is just, uh, Denise went some about 25 years behind on movies. What was the name of the Norse one you were talking about? The, Nor the Norseman. The Norseman. That's it. Yeah, Norseman. And um, what is the name of the main actor? Because he plays. Gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. Really good actor. Well, Very his whole family are actors because I think he also played uh, the clown in it. <laughs> really? Yes, in the remake. Wow, that's. Really and a vampire in another show. Like he just has these really. Yeah. Wow. Wow, awesome. I didn't know that. History. It, Acting that's career. That's, well, he killed a lot of people in the movie, so maybe that's Does he ever? 
So there was just a lot of comments when you were when you uh, mm. needed to step out for a few minutes. So Very like, the, no, it's all good. Everyone's saying that your energy is fascinating. <laughs> that they're, they're hyperactivity is a good thing. I think. Uh, Scarzard, Scarzgard. That's right, Michelle. Thank you so much mm. for. Mm. It's that whole family are brilliant actors. Yes, they're uh, Swedish, I think. Mm -hmm. they're, they're Norse, for sure. I didn't know he was it. That's creepy as hell. <laughs> it was so good. He did such a good job. It was brilliant. Um, could you talk about Feral Magic, where you're going next? Yes, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to talk about my books. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't make very much money on my books, but I love to talk about it. So they're like my babies. So I've done werewolf magic and then I did werewolf pack magic because um, I, I realized like werewolf magic was my own personal, like, well, this is what I do and let's see if it works. And then for, for about a year, I was doing things like going to festivals and, and getting other people to do it. And I realized, oh my goodness, I can actually do this with other people. This isn't just about me. And, and not claiming it as a shaman. Not, right. no, not I am not a shaman. No. Right. I just want I, to make sure I, I, that we make that very yes. clear. It's very important. And in fact, when I was writing werewolf magic, I mentioned shamanism and they were like, no, 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 you have to get, we're, we're going to delete shamanism. I said, you can't. It's actually part of what I'm, what I'm talking about. And I said, look, I met real Siberian shamans. I hung out with them. And, and, and so I'm not making this up. And they're like, well, we don't know. And I said, look, I wrote an article for a magazine, uh, which was called, uh, um, Penth what was it called? Uh, um, anyway, my column was worldwide paganism. And I wrote, I'd interviewed this shaman, this Siberian shaman. And so I had to actually put a link to that article so they would let me use the word shaman. So I'm, I'm proof, I'm totally understand about cultural imperialism and I'm not claiming to be a shaman. And I've met a lot of people I didn't really think should be using the term, but um, I have met them. I have hung out with them. I learned from them. I'm not a shaman. Yeah. I just, let's, let's put that right on the table as, as fast as I can. Yeah. But um, but I am a werewolf person, <laughs> a werewolf magic yeah, person. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate about you is is having that sense of wonder and pulling from all different resources. And this is where it's led you to. And oh, now really. here I'm offering this to you as well. So pack magic got me to to like actually look at could this function outside of me. The next book I've been planning, I've been planning for a while now, is feral magic because. As, as I got deeply involved in werewolf magic, I was getting lots and lots of people uh, contacting me through Facebook and through other things, Instagram, about, well, I love what you're doing. I love the werewolf magic, but that's not the animal that comes to me. What comes to me is a bear, a lion, an otter. I've heard everything, snake. Like these, these animal spirits come to me. And, and so do you have any recommendation since I, I understand that you're doing this and I love, I love your werewolf magic. So, but that's viscerally in my gut. That's not the animal spirit that, that, that is calling for me to, to get into opening up my animal self. And um, I thought about that a lot and I was like, wow, that's right. I'm in this little niche. I'm, this is where, where I've gotten my gnosis, where I've gotten my, my direction is from this wolf spirit. But other people have other are hearing other spirits, and so I hope I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been researching it a lot, and it pulled me into animism, and um, what I'm what I'm calling neo animism. 
So animism was the beginning of all religion. And I'm not making this up. This is straight anthropology, sociology. Uh, and it came from the, the place where we can actually connect it historically is the Paleolithic era, where the basic belief of animism is that all things are alive. And we're going back to a state of consciousness where we realize like the trees are alive and the animals are alive and some mountains are alive. And then I realized, oh, wait, I lived in Japan for four years. Shinto is animism. Japanese are animists. They believe that there right. are spirits everywhere and they are quite very, they're very intelligent. They're a very high level culture. Um, very, they, and they're, you know, they're kicking the ass of the world in terms of, of, of money and finances. And yet, if you hang out in Japan, you find signs like next to lakes that say, that show a serpent, a snake. They say, beware, there is a snake spirit in this lake. You probably shouldn't swim here. <laughs> so so, so I, I, the more and more I've been doing this kind of stuff, the more and more I've been, I've been, getting interested in other spirits and, and in right. and the idea that we can see a tree or we can see these things. And that if we go into a deep trance state, we can actually see the spirit, spirit energy in everything. And so, and I, and I'm wanting, I want to supply people who have talked to me with a way to approach any animal spirit. Oh, that's brilliant. So that's what I'm, well, we'll see, but <laughs> I got a contract. Don't even say we'll see, just be <laughs> yes. And just allow it to unfold. Yes. Right? Can I do it like that? Can I go? Yes. Kind of like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Okay. Ta um, Taffy Misty is just saying uh, when we were talking about movies, Twilight, Sandra Sharp, thank you for being here. Sandra is saying Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, American Werewolf in London, and Wolf starring Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer are oh, some of okay. her favorites. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. And it's all, it's where we're at. And Sandy, I'm just going to put Sandy's question up here for you. Can you tell if someone that has that? werewolf energy to join your pack can you have if you could two groups like if a group of people in canada were doing this and you were doing this in seattle in your backyard with your neighbors peeking through the shades at the same time can you tap in in that same collective consciousness space? good question i have no idea we need to we need to try i love that idea well i i'm i'm going to be doing um I'm doing a Zoom werewolf magic. I did two, I've done one Zoom werewolf magic like trans day class and it worked okay. And I've got this other group of people uh, of, of, of witches and that are that have quite a network. And in November, I'm gonna be doing um I'm gonna be doing another Zoom. So let's see if Zoom works. I mean, I'm still, you know, I do a lot of Zoom too. I'll say yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it might work. And so um, people people contact me and they want to know. And I said, well, read my book. And if you have any questions, write me. So, you know, I, people can go to my website, you know, which is, you know, you have it up there, you know, Denny, DennySergeantAuthor.com. You can also type in WerewolfMagic.com. And, and it takes you to, it lands you at the same place. Sound, yes, I have. I added a new one recently, which is FeralMagic.com. Okay. So, so people can, because because when I'm talking to people, I say, oh, just write me at werewolfmagic.com. And they remember that. 
But if I say DennySergeant.com, just a second. Hello. Hello. Oh, you're welcome, Sandy. I, you know that. Um, I'm really grateful that you're here. So, uh, if we need to come back around to ask that question again, just let me know, and we can we can pull that back up and um, and ask him again before our time finishes finishes up here. And Sandra, I I have not seen both with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer, so I'm I wrote that down so that I can come back and look at it again. <laughs> and Taffy, I don't, I know that I may get, you know, a little bit of flack for this, but my daughter and I were all over the Twilight movie, so I'll take it. And we still do. It seems to be one of those movies. Um, one of those movies uh, that we come back to that we have as background, both my daughter and I, when we have uh, things that we're doing and she lives in a different home now. Um, but we tend to put that movie on as company. If that makes sense. Do you guys do that? I know some people play music, but I tend to have movies playing. They were just going to, there we go. I'm so sorry for that. It's it's all good. I it's a, all good. I, I desperately need my car, and uh, I I didn't. They they're they're calling me a little early to come pick me up and get take me to my car. So, but that's exciting that you get. It. It's an awful feeling when you don't have a vehicle and you feel sort of stranded. I am stranded. I have to have my car. <laughs> I I feel that and understand that for sure. I was a wolf. I would just run down there, and it would be no problem. But I'm, I'm an old wolf. Or you'd growl, and it, it, they would work on it faster. Oh, faster. <laughs> I need it now. So I was going to say, you know, I've done. Um, I do these events called Dining with the Dead at Whoa. different different venues, and uh, it's essentially just you know people have their dinner and dessert, and then I shoot out. Okay, so I have your loved ones here in spirits and I deliver messages for a while afterwards, but I've done the dining with the dead online. Um, and it worked out the same, like, and I'm not even in the same space. Like it's energetically, they're all here in that collective consciousness. So we, they know to show up because they're loved ones. So I think that you doing tapping in and seeing if that pack can grow internationally is uh, doable. I love your idea. It just never occurred to me. I'm clearly not very good at promoting myself. <laughs> I'm really not. I told you I'll be on your, I am part of your support team now. Oh my God, you are. I, I got your back. It just did. Thank you. Someone should. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all over the place. And uh, I mean, I write these books, I do this stuff. And then I, and then I'm like, Oh, not, not that I kind of wander off like some, some crazy person. So so I'm really yeah, Sandra's just saying she can hear the dog in the back. It's super oh cute. God, Actually, yeah. we're all dog people. Um, oh, are you? Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Um, so th that was a, that's another question then. Like when we're all of this um tapping into that astral plane magic, all of it is about uh intention. There's an intention behind everything that we do, right? Our intentions matter, but also creativity. How does creativity 
play a part in our intuition and our path. In, in, in Tantra, there, there are three Shaktis, and that's knowledge, will, and action. And you have to balance all of them. And you can know things, but if you don't have will or action, then it's worthless, right? And if you do action, but you don't have knowledge or will, then it's worthless, right? So I, I really like that sort of standard, like you have to know what you're doing, you have to will, have strong will to actually do it, and then you have to do it. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, that, that's my general, that's my sort of go-to uh, when people ask me stuff. And by be, being creative helps. Being creative. Well, that's where I would slot that in is, is in will. Like your will is, is your creativity and your action is your creativity. Both of those are very, are, how are you going to do it? So if yeah. you have knowledge, will, and action, like, okay, the action is, well, what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? And that has to involve your creativity. And, and changing and your, your idea or concept of what creativity is, because lots of people say, well, I'm not a creative person. I'm not artistic at no. all. And creativity doesn't necessarily have to, because there's lots of people whose creativity is creating drama. Let's yes. Just, well, that's, let's, there's well, that, let's but that's not necessarily way. positive creativity. <laughs> no, correct. That is so correct. That is so true. Like, I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, that's right. I, I, saying the right I got plenty of drama stories. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're not going to go to drama stories today, but we no, do. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, direct people, where can they find you if they want to connect with you? Where can they find your books? Um, well, they can find me on Facebook and I'm just Denny Sargent. Um, they can, Denny Sargent, uh, author, I think is. I've got, I've got, I've got a, two? yeah. The, I, my, my, my publicity one is Denny Sargent author. Um, and then I'm also Denny Sargent. If somebody's really serious and they want to like be friends with me, I'm pretty open. Um, or they can email me and that's maybe the easiest way. And that's through my website. If you, if it says, if you go to my website, Denny Sargent author or werewolfmagic.com, uh, magic with a K, um, then there's a little, there's a little tab at the top that says contact. You hit that and it, it gives you a place to to, to email me, you can click another button and email me directly. So I love it when people email me because it's then it stays on my Gmail and I don't forget it and it's it's there and I I correspond with everybody. So okay. I, I am one of those people that is very I'm very accessible. Accessible. Like, oh yeah, if if you're interested in my book, I will spend hours writing you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have that many people that do that. So, but like I have two people now who are writing me about the werewolf magic stuff and they're writing me. They're like, I hope you don't mind. And then they ask, they write me a long letter and then I write them a long letter. And then, you know, I got nothing better to do than help people. I mean, well, this is, this is part of, I think that people are needing connection. They're needing um, that werewolf magic. They're needing to feel part of a community, part of a pack and tapping into that. And I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens once feral magic and I have you back on after that. Oh, oh well that would be lovely. I I am yeah. I'm sorry I bounced out a couple of times but It's uh, all good. It's all, all good. Know, we all know that we're car centered in in our culture and it would be nice for now. Know, but for now that's right. I would can't wait till teleportation is, is happening. Oh god, there goes my dog again. It's all good. So thank you everybody that was here next week on oh. the show. We have um Rick or Mortis, Rick or Mortis Shrek actually is his name. And he created the largest uh, spirit board that was at Salem. So he's going to come on and we're going to cool. talk about 
talking boards and spirit boards uh, with Rick Sh uh, Shrek next week. Uh, so thank you everybody that participated in the conversation and joined in and asked questions. I appreciate you. If you have any show suggestions for me or uh, comments, uh, please connect with me. It's Carrie Lynn. Uh, shellhorn at gmail.com. And thank you to the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you again and connect with you again next week. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Spirit Switchboard with host Carrie Lynn Shellhorn on the United Public Radio Network 105.3 New Orleans.